step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, glad to be back on here tonight. Uh, sort of under the weather last week. Wound up with the strip. Just gnarly talk, so we had to take the week off. But definitely glad to uh, be back on here tonight. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Should have several uh, people calling in and uh, talking. And uh, we've been debating some quarterbacks and uh, things last few weeks. And, Tonight I want to uh, debate Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, or as that one announcer said when he played for the Atlanta Falcons, Brett Favre, however you want to say it. So um, here in a little bit we should have some people maybe call in to talk about that. Uh, But uh, as sad as it sounds and uh, as much as I hate it, women's football is winding down. I mean, we're definitely on the back side of the season. Less than a month to go till uh, till it's all over. I know it just seems like man, it just seems like we got started. It really does. Seems like we've been waiting for it to start forever and then it started and here it is, game and almost gone. So uh you know, it's it's uh, seems like seasons are just so short, but uh, with no more players than most teams get, you just couldn't you couldn't extend it very much. You know, have very many more games with these small roster teams. You know, probably sixty-five to seventy-five percent are small roster teams. It, it makes it tough to to play a lot more games. Even though I would, you know, myself love to see it. Uh, I really hate to, hate to see it winding down, and uh, especially for a lot of these girls that have never gotten to play before. This is their first year, or playing on different teams that are, you know, actually getting to play some, and and all that. This seems like it, you know it's just here and gone, and it's a long way till till next season starts. So, 
But it, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, I, I presume it's been like that forever. I know it has for uh, for the last six years that I've been involved in it. And uh, middle of July to the end of July, it's when it all winds down, and I know middle of July is when it's going to end this year because USWFL's championship is July 13th, 14th, and so is the WFA. Not sure when the new league WNFC championship game is, but I do know last weekend they had their playoffs. Um, I, I like the format if you got a lot of players. Um, I mean, I, I really do. I like the fact that they had all of everybody at one spot, and you know, them went and um, played. I, I do like it, but I, you know, I can see that, you know, from from what we have going on with teams that I know about, you know, like I said again, when there's not that many players, you know, that's uh, to play on Thursday and then turn around and play on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, would be an awful quick turnaround. Um, but, you know, if you're like the Texas Elite Spartans or the Utah Falcons, you you got plenty of players, I guess, you know, you could uh, sort of do that. But, uh Nevertheless, those are the two teams that's going to be playing for it, uh, for the championship. They've already met once this year, and um, the Texas team beat them pretty good, I believe. So, uh, June 29th is what I'm told. The WNFC championship is June 29th, and I believe it's in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I'm sure they'll live stream that. They have all year. So, for people that can to uh, watch a women's football game, that should be a pretty good game. I know that uh, the Texas team beat them once this year pretty good. You, you never know. So, uh, June 29th is what I'm told that's when that's going to be. So, that will be uh, uh, a good game to watch. This past weekend, um, I don't know many scores in the WFA, I do know that the Boston team beat the Divas pretty good in, the, I think, what was the last regular season game, I believe. And uh, then the uh, uh, Orlando team with the Dirty City and, and beat them in a, in a playoff game pretty good. So, not real sure. I know that uh, in our league, the uh, uh, Keystone team, uh, they've been pretty beat up. Lost a lot of players out. They went to the Prodigy and played this weekend, and the Prodigy won that game pretty good, I believe. And uh, man, we we played the Hampton Roads Lady Gators, and we knew it was going to be a tough game, and and it was. It was a, a good game, and um, they're they're a really good team. Got a lot of athletes, a lot of speed, and we were fortunate enough to to win that game. And uh, as, it, as it would happen, uh, that uh, those are the four teams that are going to meet in the championships in our league. It's the Keystone and the Prodigy and then the uh, Hampton Rose Lady Gators and the Tri-City Thunder. And those will be on July the 13th as well. With the All-Star Game uh, coming on July the 14th. Um, Jennifer should be joining us here in this a little bit to announce the All-Stars for the 
USWFL. I got Coach uh, Tony from the Prodigy. Going to coach the, the northeast side, and Coach Mike from going to is going to um, going to coach the uh, southwest side. So uh, that would be uh, that should be a, a really good game uh, in the All Stars. Uh, should be a good matchup. Should be two good games on Saturday for the, for the championship. Looking forward to those days. Get it get it kicked off and, and wind the season down. Like I say, it's just hard to believe and sad and everything else that it, you know that it's coming to an end. But uh, it sure is. And like I say, this man, it just seems like it just got started. I swear. Here we are talking about winding it down. Um, the one good thing, though, is is uh, football. You know, high school football, college, pros, all that stuff is getting ready to kick back up. I think probably maybe a, a month from the time we end until you know they start, and then it's about a uh, a month from the time they end until we start. So. You know, their season is definitely a lot longer than ours for all the players and the uh, size of their teams and, and everything they have. So it, it's a sad day. You know, I know talked to, talked to some coaches uh, along the way, and, uh, you know, we all feel the same. So well, I got we got Jennifer on here. Let's see uh, – We'll let her come on and uh, announce the uh, All-Stars for the USWFL. Hello, Jennifer. Are you there? I'm here. Are you, you there? there? I'm here. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let, you go ahead, let you go ahead and talk and, and announce these uh, players and uh, the teams or whatever you're going to do, and then uh, I'll I'll continue back when you're done. Well, we'll start over on the red side. Um, Washington Prodigy. Uh, we got Washington Prodigy Fayetteville, or excuse me, Washington Prodigy West Virginia. Uh, the Gators and DMV on the red side of things. Um, and on the blue side of things, we've got the Fayetteville Fierce. We got the Keystone Assault. We got the Tri City Thunder, and we got the Detroit Bride. So we'll just start right here with the with the Gators. They got uh, as their first team. Excuse me here if I butcher names. I'll try to do my best. We got quarterback and wide receiver number two, Trenisha Hamlin. Number three, wide receiver cornerback Bria Hill. And we firsthand know who she is. Um, Jasmine Kimball, O line D line number seventy six. Lindsey Goodwin. O-line, D-line, number 69. Aisha Lovion smith running back and safety, number 19. Tayshawn Lee, running back and linebacker, number 14. Kiana Ruebottom, fullback, linebacker, number 88. The reserves, Elizabeth Hatfield. Uh, she plays defensive end and center, number 50. Maria Tope, number 9. And Angie Patton, number 80. Is who they chose. Uh, Washington Prodigy for their first team. 
They got Mimi Grant, number four, running back, Vicki Lyles, quarterback, number 11, Chantel Wilson, defensive back, number 13, Natasha Ware, defensive end, number 19, Lanina Charity, wide receiver, DB, number 21, number 22, Rahimzi Deemzi, linebacker, number 69, Benita Rouse, D-line, Amanda Walker, D-line, number 74, Keisha Kozar, number 88, defensive back, Crystal Williams, O-line, number 90. Their second team, number 21, Tierra McCormick, running back, number 53, Courtney Perham belton O-line, number 66, Sarah Muse, O-line. Their alternates going to be number 70, Dolores Elliott, O-line, and number 99, Buoka Landis, Ayana, offensive line. And moving on to West Virginia, they have got uh, Crystal Ray Perez at running back, number 10. Joanna Boss, uh, left guard, number four. Charity Moore, number 36. And moving over to the DMV Knights, their first team, number 13. Aris Woodard, running back. Number 40, Jimmy and Strong, O-line, D-line. Number 44, Wendy Munez, O-line, D-line. Second team, number 8, Tierra Reeves, tied in and linebacker. And number 9, Alicia Hopkins, uh, slot receiver and defensive back. Um, an alternate wide receiver, Darlene Wiltshire. So that wraps up that side of things. On the blue side here, we got Fayetteville Fierce. First team, we got, uh, all I've got some last names here. They didn't send me a whole name. So we got Crump, number 40, O-line. Ramus, number 69, D-line. McLean, number 7, a receiver. And two alternates, Walker, number 1, defensive back. And Vaden, number 5, running back. And we go to the Keystone Assault. We have got Tuffy Howard, linebacker, number 34 for their first team. This is Stephanie Stewart, number 75, O-line, D-line. Quarterback, Rachel Fisher, number 13. Linebacker, Jasmine Brown, number 19. Defensive line, Jennifer Dixon, number 30. Wide receiver, defensive back, Aisha Short, number 33. Running back, Jiara Clark, number four. Tied in, Maria Green, number seven. Tied in, Bianca Santos, number 26. D-line, O-line, Leslie Trenta, number 52. And reserves, we got running back, Stephanie Inc., number 12. O-line, Innocence Bello, number 98. D-line, Melissa Grafamir, number 21. And for alternates, we got O-line Kaylee Thomas, number 58, Shaylon James, number 10, D-line, Amber Holloman, number 8, defensive back, and tied in, number 23, Sianca Blackwell. From the Detroit Pride, we got first team Jasmine Gray, wide receiver, defensive back, number 11, Nadia Stringer, linebacker, quarterback, number 4, uh, Edwin Drain, Edwina Drain, O-line, D-line, and tight end, number five. 
two alternates, Nevaeh Bean, O-line, D-line, Laree Brown, quarterback and linebacker, number 16. And uh, last but not least, our team, and I'm going to let you come back on here. I'm not sure how all these lined out um, as far as alternates and starters, so I'll let you um, come and chime back in here. Uh, we you, got um, this name only don't matter. Just just name the the what we got there. They didn't we didn't pick starters or backups or whatever. They can do that the day of. Well, we got Red Marsh number two, wide receiver, defensive back number four, Jamie McKay, running back and linebacker number eleven, AJ Smiley, defensive end. Number 12, Haley Hughes. Slot receiver, cornerback. Number 14, Caitlin Cox. Wide receiver. Number 15, Ashley Minor, quarterback. Number 17, Junior Gennelsberger, linebacker, running back. Olivia Sapp, number 18, cornerback, safety. Um... Number 21, Nicole Barnett. Unfortunately, she got injured, so we know she ain't going to be playing uh, line. Number 22, Lydia Qualls, running back, cornerback. Uh, number 24, Marcita Eskridge, defensive end. Uh, number 32, Jessica Henderson, O-line. 42, Stephanie Evans, center. 52, Shavia Marsh, linebacker. Uh, Amanda Harvey, number 60 O-line, and Jennifer Johnson, 63 linebacker on O-line. That wraps it up. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't have to try to uh, pronounce all those names. Uh, I didn't have the paper. Yeah, you just let me do it. Yeah, that you did a good job, so that'll be, that'll be great. That'll be the two teams to choose from. Uh, tried to get several players this year, so uh, they wouldn't be so short if something got hurt or couldn't play or, or whatnot, and that way each team will have uh, several players to play. So well, I appreciate you coming on and giving us that info. And, uh, I know the jerseys look really good, and I hope everybody's uh, ready to get them. And, and uh, Play that game on July. All right, you're welcome. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Jennifer, giving us the uh, all-star picks uh, each side, and like I said, Coach uh, Tony from the Western Prodigies coaching the Red, uh, and Coach Mike from Keystone Assault coaching uh, the Blue. So. Uh, should be a really, really good matchup. So, uh, anyway, um, before we get uh, started debating Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, uh, I think i got a, a couple guests on. We'll go ahead and uh, get them. Let's see. I think we might have Stephanie Evans. Hello. Hey, Steph, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Coach? 
I'm doing good, doing well. You uh, get recuperated from the game? I am. I'm still. Uh, I'm still babying my my little injuries there, but um, ice packs are are, are good. <laughs> well, you know that's a that's a hard fought game. A lot of I know. Uh, seen a lot of people from both teams and both sides jumping around, and uh, it's a really good game. And you know that's uh, that's what it should be. And uh, a lot of people enjoyed it, and you know, like I say, I I seen players from both sides camping around. Unfortunately, we lost a player uh, for the rest of the year, but you know, it's just the way it goes. Unfortunately, I do hate it for, um, and we're definitely gonna miss her in the championship game. Um, but you're right. There was a there were a lot of people on both sides gimping around, and uh, in in reality, it feels a lot better to win a game like that than it does a blowout. I gotta say, it's a lot more rewarding at the end of it. Well, it, it most certainly, uh, you know, was was uh, was a game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I I said before the game and halftime and everybody that, you know, it's going to be four quarters of, of tough sledding, and it, it most certainly, you know, lived up to the to the hype, and, and, you know, everybody that I talked to was at the game, and there was a good crowd at the game, you know, was, was talking about how good a game it was, and, you know, they've seen us blow some teams out, and they said, man, you know, pe- honestly, people get tired of seeing that stuff, and I, I know it, I mean, you know, but you can only play the the competition that's there, you know, and, and uh, but it it definitely um, was a good, hard ball, uh, clean football game. It, it really was. Uh, it definitely was. It was one of the cleanest games we played this year, and the, sport, the sportsmanship was phenomenal, and the heart both sides played with. Um, it was awesome. Um, and definitely, you know, I'm guessing we're going to be seeing them in the championship, and I'm looking forward to another good game. Uh, now we know what we got to prepare for, and uh, we, we got to enjoy this win for a minute and get right back to work. Yeah, no no doubt about it. I mean, it's going to be another tough battle. I mean, every game we've ever played them uh, has been a battle. Uh, you know, last year we played them three times, and uh, two of those games, well, one went to overtime, and the other one was another one-score game, well. Uh, and then the game we played them over there, they scored a late touchdown to make it a two-score game. But, um, it's you know, it's been a battle every time that we've played them. So there's there's no doubt it's going to be, you know, another uh, tough game. And, you know, you, you learn so much from from games like that or, you know, even when, you know, when you are fortunate to win or, you know, you lose, you learn so much from a game like that versus, you know, just being so much better than other opponents when you blow teams out. You don't really learn a lot. It's hard to it's hard to see where you're at when you 
play those caliber teams. Oh, you're exactly right. Uh, playing playing a, a stronger competition really helps you to, you know, figure out where you need the most work. Uh, it lets you know where your weak spots are and um, how you can improve and little things you can improve on to uh, step up your game just a little bit. Um, but you're right. Uh, the, the stronger the competition, the the better work you get in and the, the more you get out of it. Well, I know everybody, you know, was uh, building up to that game on on both sides. I know, you know, they had said several times that, you know, they was ready for us no matter who they played before. And, um, you know, they was looking forward to playing us. You know, it's hard to it's hard to stay focused actually when you you know, when you look down the schedule and you know, they beat you in a championship last year and you know that, you know, if you're gonna win you're gonna have to beat them and you know, so it was a long awaited uh, game and, and it finally got here and it, it most certainly was a game. And um, like I said, it lived up to you know, to, to all the hype and uh, what everybody thought it was going to be. Oh, yes, it, it certainly did. Like, I knew, I knew, you know, just because of how things went in the championship last year that it was going to be, um, there was going to, it was going to be intense because uh, I know for, you know, those of us that played them last year, you know, we had a, we had a lot to prove in this game to, to come back from that. And um, I know I've personally been looking forward to this game since the national championship last year. Um, and to win that uh, was really great, but uh, we got to do it one more time uh, so we can we can uh, be on top. Well, you know, like I told you girls, no, no matter what happens, no matter who wins or loses that game, on Saturday, nobody uh, wins a trophy. I mean, you want to win them all. There ain't no doubt everybody wants to always win. Sometimes you just, you know, you come up short, and, and I feel that way, you know, several times when we played last year. And, uh, it, you know, it, it really was just a game, and it really didn't have any bearings on anything other than just a win or a loss. And, uh you know, listen, they, they got a really good team. They got a bunch of dang good athletes. It's hard to it's hard to hold them down for 48 minutes. I'll just tell you right now. And, and uh, you know, we had our hands full the whole game, and, and uh, we're going to have our hands full again, no doubt. Oh, yes, absolutely. They have, they have very talented athletes as their organization, and uh, I have a lot of respect for them. I absolutely do because um, they are a tough team. And like you said, they're hard to hold down for that long. And to battle it out for that long, it was, you know, it was tough. And um, they definitely made us earn it by all means. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely, it was, a, it was a really, really tough game. You know, like I said earlier, for me, it's just um, uh, sad that, you know, we're starting to come to to a close here. I mean, there's less than a 
less than a month away till that uh, till the championship weekend, and uh, you know then it's a long off season. I mean, it seems like it's forever until you know we uh, start playing again and, and get things going. And you know here the weather is pretty, and you know it's going to turn cold. Then we start uh, practicing again and. Um, for all you girls that, you know, that uh, really love to play, it's just sad that the, that the season's really as short as what it is, and, uh, you know, because I know you you would like to play more. Oh, definitely. If we could go for uh, longer seasons, I, I, I would love it. You know, I love playing. Um of course, you know, I love training in the off-season, too. Uh, we didn't – I mean, we've been training since September, so, you know, it's been year-round football for us pretty much. Uh, but, you know, having a season and being able to play other teams for a longer period of time would be super cool. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't know. I wish that uh, – you know, I wish that everybody – had more players so we could, uh, uh, you know, get, you know, maybe have a few more games, you know, and uh, not necessarily. I know we think, you know, like this particular year, it's going to be, uh, you know, ending in the middle of July. But, uh, you know, I'd like to see at least at some point uh, get to a 10-game 10, 10 regular season, you know, and then maybe a – a uh, couple playoff games if you were a wild card and one if you were, you know, a division winner. And, uh, you know, so you could possibly play 13 games. I, I'd like to see that. I know it's uh, it's hard and it's tough, but, you know, I'd like to see it grow to where where we could actually do that and, uh, you know, get gain a little bit more ground and have a few more games, uh, you know, things of that nature. Because you take like um, – some of these girls that that join teams that join teams late, you know, like uh, well, I don't know if anybody. Well, like I mean, Amanda, you know, Harvey joined their team. I don't know exactly when she when she joined, but you know, she missed the first half of uh, probably not half of the season, but a lot of the season, and and uh, you know, really wants to play. And if we had, you know more games or figure out something. I just I just don't know what the answer is other than we've got to have more players on these teams because, you know, everybody at this time of the year is, is getting thin. You know, I mean, like Keystone, I think they started with around 35 and they're down to 20 or low 20s or something like that nature, you know. And at one point in time we had um, – 22, and we're down to 16 or 17, and, and the Gators in the same shape, and I mean, it just seems like everybody's in the, you know, the same boat as you go on. You start out with so many, uh, and then you then you lose here and there that, you know, time the end of the year comes, you're you're playing for, for championships, and, and you've lost several key players, so, you know, at, at the way it is right now, there's really no possible way uh, to play more games. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, we, we would have to start by increasing numbers. 
And, I mean, I think as we continue, like, women's football is growing. And I think, as, you know, as it continues to grow, that will become more possible. And, I mean, more games like what we had this past week and is definitely going to get more attention, get more people coming this way. Um, and, you know, it goes to show, you know, what women can do out there. And I can tell you how many how many people I've talked to uh, just about that game that, you know, it really got their attention and uh, piqued their interest. And, you know, some people are wanting to come, you know, possibly try out for the team next year. And um, that in turn, like, that will help with the numbers. Um, hopefully get more people that will stick around because, uh, you know, we've talked about before, uh, a lot of people come through and don't stick with it. Um, it's about finding people that are going to stick with it. And I feel like the group of girls we got right now is pretty solid in that, but it would be all, it's always great to build on that. Right. Well, what about the crowd we had? We had a good crowd there. I know um, there was everybody that, you know, that, well, you know, where we go to church, uh, there were several, several people there from our church. And, and every Sunday, you know, we go to church and they're asking, you know, hey, how'd you do? Hey, when do you when do you play that good team? That's when we want to come and watch. You know, they come to the Detroit game and they said, oh man, y'all y'all good, but when, when are you gonna play that good team? You know, and then when uh, you know you tell them you tell them where we play them the fifteenth, and you know people showed out and uh, showed up and uh, watched that game, and there was a good crowd there. That absolutely was. Um, I know. There, to me, it seems like it's probably the biggest crowd we'd had for just a single game um, since I, I've I've been with y'all, and uh, I know a, a lot of my family showed up, and which is great, and uh, most of them it was their first time coming to the game, and they were really impressed, um, and they definitely they're they're spreading the word and wanting to come back to the national championship. They're already asking me what it's going to be. Yeah, it, it was real. It was really exciting, and uh, you know, I'm hoping that um, you know the championship games draw a, draw another um, big crowd, and, and the All Star game as well. And and by the way, congratulations on making the All Stars. I know uh, you didn't last year, and, and uh, you know, I, I think you know why you didn't last year, and I think you uh, changed up some things this year, and you know, you were. Uh, Unanimous, unanimous decision among your uh, peers and coaches to to play in that game. So you know what a turnaround! Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm honestly I'm really humbled by that. I, and thank you. Um, now it's, it is really exciting, and you're right. You know that I knew last year. After losing, after losing the championship and not making the All Star team, I was really, you know, I was really bummed out, and I do, I do have to do some reflecting in the off season and um, change up a lot of stuff. And of course, you know, it's it's never ending process of working, but um, you know, I have I have a great coaching staff and a great team, and y'all push me, and I do what I can for you guys. Well, not, 
not only that, I mean, you changed positions, went to a position that, you know, you've never played until this year and uh, to, you know, just just for me, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you, proud for you and, and happy and all that because, you know, that's, that's an example that I can, you know, use to, to people say, hey, you know, here, here we have one year, you know, probably make 60% of the practices, late a lot of times, you know, this, that, and other. And this year, don't miss a practice, probably only late maybe once or twice. And, you know, here, here, this is what happens when, when you dedicate to, to being uh, better than you were before and want to get better uh, and not just satisfy, you know, being satisfied uh, with playing. And, and that's an example that I can use. Uh, uh, that's awesome, uh, and I'm honestly grateful because you know you 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 got in my in my rear end there, and uh, you know you really got on me about you know my attendance of practice and let me know where that stood. And I think in the off season you said something you know I really got to decide if I'm going to fully commit to the team or not, and that stuck with me. And um, you know it. I do absolutely that you know committed one hundred percent to this team and uh, I the new position it's it's just a new opportunity and I've I've really enjoyed it. Um it it's been fun uh playing center this year. I didn't exactly expect it coming in, into the season, but uh it, it is definitely a pleasant surprise. Well, that's the thing about women's football, you know, and, and not just women's football. It happens in the, in the pros as well. I mean, they'll take centers and make guards and guards and make centers in college and this, that, and other. I mean, but especially in women's football, I mean, you know, each each player has usually, you know, got two positions and uh, some of them have three or four. And uh, you never know when you're going to uh, play I mean, for instance, like the Gators this weekend, their starting center uh, had something, I think, a death in the family and had to leave, uh, 83. I don't know if she centered any before, uh, but she stepped in there and did a good job for them, you know. And and, in all honesty, she did a really good job for them. Now, she may be their backup, I don't know, but I haven't seen her in there. But that's just the way it goes, you know. When you're you're called upon, you, you get in there and do your best and, and you know, here's here's the thing. When when people can understand the difference of getting after somebody for their betterment of it, then then they can see through it. You know, I've heard players, you know, say, Listen, you know, you say this and that and it hurt my feelings and, and it did this and that and they'll pout around for a couple of weeks and then they realize that I was just telling them the truth, you know, and they they uh, re rethink it and, and rededicate themselves to the sport, and you know, like yourself, turn out to be an all star, and uh, that that's what it's about, and and that everybody you know does it a lot, so um, you know, I don't do it to hurt people, I do it to you know to help people, but sometimes you know you just gotta you just gotta be a little hard, and tough, and uh, it just happens that way. Absolutely. Um, it works. I mean, 
I just want to appreciate the tough love there. Uh, Because sometimes it's just what people need. You know, I really needed, you know, you to get my attention, and that's what you did. Uh, Like I said, you know, rededicate myself to the sport. You know, I I love this sport, and I I love this team, and um, I have to say, you know, I'm totally committed to it, and Honestly, I'm more. I, you know, I'm already thinking about the championship game and already preparing my head for next season as well. Um, contemplating, you know, off-season training and whatnot. Um, but it, it is. I can even. I can feel a difference between last year and this year in my performance and just how I feel physically. Um, and I, I feel like it shows. Right. Well, that's that's the way it should be. So, well, staff, congratulations again. I think Henderson's waiting on the line, and uh, congratulations on making the all-star team. And uh, uh, we'll uh, keep working hard, and uh, we'll see you in a day or two. All right. Thank you, Coach, and congrats, Henderson, too. All right. Thank you. All right. Steph Evans, Center for the Tri-Cities Thunder. Uh, let's see if Henderson's on there. How about it, Jessica Henderson? You there? Yes, sir. How you doing tonight? Hey, how, how's it going? You you uh, you feeling good tonight? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, just recovering and uh, getting back in, getting back hydrated and getting ready for uh, a bigger game and a bigger mission, a mission that we've been waiting for all year. So. I'm just getting back in, getting back in the routine of things. Yeah, like I said, the step there, that definitely was a, you know, was a battle. I mean, I I knew it was going to be. I knew um, how good they were uh, because we played them before, and they were even better this year. I mean, they've got a ton of really good athletes, you know, and um, it's it's hard to it's hard to play them. Uh, tough when when they they got got a lot more speed than what most people you know they play have and uh, you know for us to to come out there with the win I I felt very fortunate and and proud uh, to do that. Yes, it definitely was a excellent feeling, especially to play against a team that, like you said, that was as talented. As they were, um, I think we probably matched up with them, uh, teams and player to player. I mean, I guess we, I feel like we could put anybody uh, compared to their team like we did ours, and I just think that uh, we just uh, it was just our game. I mean, we were disciplined, we executed, and it just came out to be our favor. But it was definitely a good game, a game that I feel like uh, we definitely needed. Uh, seeing uh, what we've been doing all uh, all year, I mean, it was the first time we basically had a first down on us. Uh, like after the, I think the first play they ran was a first down, and uh, getting scored on because we haven't been scored on all year. Things that, I mean, we got a lot of things that we didn't experience out in that game, and we still came out on top. I mean, it just shows a lot in within our team and how committed we really are. Yeah, I think you know the the biggest 
the biggest thing I, I think that that uh, helped us was well, uh, I know it hurt us too when when Fayetteville didn't show up, uh, forfeited that game against us. But when when we went back over there that last time, and and they were, you know, they were chippy and mad already. Um, you know, they did it to themselves. We didn't do anything to them. They did it to themselves and forfeited the game. But um, they they put up a tough fight, you know, tried to the whole game. And, and you know, it wasn't – I mean, we, we scored a lot. and uh, But it wasn't like we just went over there and, and you know, just flat out run over them every play. Uh, they made us work for it. And I think that really um, – I know we didn't – we we scored quite a bit, and there was times that uh, you know the first time we played them, we didn't score as much. But that game right there really um, helped us a lot get prepared. Because I'm gonna tell you, since they got those girls from the Cardinals, uh, Fayetteville's a, not on, not are they only a lot better team. They got a lot more speed than what they had. And they got some speed and uh, toughness as well. I mean, that 38 girl that came from the Cardinals played for them can really run and hit. And I just think that, you know, the game they gave us when we went back over there when, you know, nobody was wanting to go and, you know, just because it's on the schedule, rightfully so, we had to go. I think that was the best thing for us uh, to get prepared the game we just played. Uh, definitely, especially with it, like you said, I mean, we did, they didn't score on us, but they did make sure we knew that they was there. They gave us the full contact. We, I mean, we had to work for everything. Like you said, they had speed. Uh, so I, I definitely believe in that. That that was a, definitely a hard battle game. Uh, we played against a lot of odds, and I think that's what prepared us all year. I mean, just like this weekend, it was hot this weekend. And I, but I wasn't as hot as I was when I was in Fayetteville. And that, I think that's what allowed me to like last longer in the game. Cause I was already used to it. So even just not only their team, but the atmosphere, like you said, really not wanting to go. So we were playing with, we didn't really want to be there, but we, I mean, we wanted to, but we didn't feel like we should have because they did uh, call out the other, our, other home games prior before that. I mean, but with with everything that we have endured, even all year, and even with this last uh, last two games that we played with Fayetteville, I felt like we're just stepping stools to this game right here uh, that we played against the Lady Gators. And I feel like the game that we played against the Lady Gators was just a stepping stool for us to play in this championship. Uh I was excited that we won. I know uh, definitely for everybody that played last year and the feeling that it must have experienced from losing the championship, I definitely can relate to that. I know that's a crushing feeling. So to give everybody that boost that we can't, that we are here and that we made it presence, that we do have competition and we are here to play and we do have a talented team. I know a lot of people try to downplay it because, oh, we need, they didn't feel like we were playing as much competition, but we did. And we showed up on a team that thought that we couldn't compete, and we did. And I just 
And, I mean, they were an excellent team. I, I don't take nothing from them. They were a strong team. And we were strong, too. And I felt, like I said, I feel like we just – our team has such a strong bond, and we have always remained on the same page, regardless of the players who came and uh, and went uh, through injuries with uh, Danny at the beginning of the season and now Nicole having people – leave the team, we always showed up for the occasion. And that's why I feel like even we even if we matched up talent to talent, we just as a team whole, that's what pushed us over the threshold to get that win. You know, uh, you know it's I really I really do get tired of hearing, you know, this, you don't play nobody in that and this all that. We played, listen, man, we played, well, we had a game forfeited, but we played five games on the road this year. And I don't care who you're playing, when you're going on the road and playing five games, that's tough within itself. And in those five games, uh, one of them, we, we had locker rooms and this, that, and other. But in the other games, we got treated like crap. No locker rooms, no water. Nobody offered us any. And for us to go and take care of business and do what we did, uh, just keep uh, ignoring all the all the outside talk and you know, and that's all it was for me was talk. Yeah, I get tired of hearing it. But you know what? Um, people seem to talk and just keep on talking and. Um, I've just, you know, never been one of them. I, I'm going to let my talk, when I played, I wanted to let my talk be, you know, be done on the field. Um, and, you know, so I, I don't take, um, I took, you know, took offense to a lot of that. I still do. Um, I'm not going to, um, especially in women's football, you never know what kind of competition you're going to get because a lot of these teams never travel well. I mean, you take even like the Prodigy. I think they only played with like 26 players last week. They started the season with 36. You know, uh, the Keystone Assault, they started with almost 35. They're down to like 20. Uh, so you never know when you uh, what you're going to get when you travel. I know when the, when the Gators went to Florida, they went with without a lot of their players. So you never know. It's hard to say every week, well, this and that, because you don't know. It's not like a college team where everybody's on scholarship. Everything's paid. You get on a plane, you go fly. It's not like the pros where they make plenty of money. You get on the, uh, you know, the, the team's jets, and you fly here and there. It's not like that. So in women's football, I mean, we played uh, one of our games without, you know, a starter. Uh, we lost the starter early in the year. We lost another one the other day. So you never know what the competition is going to be when they show up, you know, and that that's the thing, or when you show up. So I don't I don't buy into all that. Um, I knew it was going to be a hard fought game. I know they got a good team. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, it was exactly the kind of game I I feared it would be. The the thing for me I liked the best about it was it was a good clean game. That you know there wasn't a bunch of uh, animosity on the field, or you know a bunch of negative uh, stuff like that, or 
you know, a bunch of unsportsmanlike and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was a few face masks here and there, and that happens, you know, happens a lot in women's football, but uh, that kind of stuff happens in football, period. So, uh, to me, that the game was uh, was very well played and, and cleanly played, I, I was excited uh, about that. I was, too, and then I do commend the Lady Gators for conducting uh – just having respect for each and one, uh, each and everybody on our team. Also, even when I seen like when one of their players were trying to like get out of line or even be mouthy, one of the that one of their teammates on the Lady Gators was like, "Hey, we don't need all that. Come on, let's play." Even the girl that was on the sideline, I was listening to her. She was very uh, encouraging through the team. Never said anything like, "Oh, they're not even good." How she's pet like never. Uh, discrediting us, just motivating her team. And that's when you know you have people that's committed. I know a lot of teams lose people and they have people, but that's that will really tell you who is really committed. And like you said, and it always stood out to me, and I never grasped it until I we you listening to the radio is how you said, like, teams will say they have, like, oh, I got 18 people, but only six people show on your team. Well, then you have six people on your team then. And I feel like that's what happens a lot in women's football. They throw all the basket, all the eggs in that basket and expecting everything to hatch, and then it doesn't. And, and like you said, that does come with women's football. And, I'm, and I mean, I hate to see good, talented people uh, leave under the, any um, circumstances, especially if, it, if we can help. Uh, but, I mean, it comes with it. But I definitely feel like uh, the people that was at the game for the Gators and for us uh, were definitely uh, committed people who wanted to win and wanted to play a game, wasn't thinking about talking trash, wasn't thinking about anything. I think we both had the hunger to win that game, and that's what everybody stayed focused on. And I definitely uh, – it was definitely a change because, like you said, when we played against the Fed deal, I mean – at that point, when we was playing them, they didn't have nothing to lose. They, they, if they would have beat us, they still didn't, wouldn't have made the playoffs. If I mean, so because of the decisions that they made as a as a whole team, and uh, so it was definitely a difficult game. But like you said, it was it got us prepared for this uh, Gators game, and I can definitely say it was definitely a relief to also have so many people that was just focus on football and not focus on talking trash and belittling each other. Cause like you said, we want, we need to be building women's football and having these reputations or, or they caddy or stuff like that is not going to help us as a whole. They need to see that we are serious and that we're dedicated. And the only way we can do that is when we go out here and play football and we represent ourselves in that manner. Yeah. You know, it's been a, pet peeve of mine forever and, and since I've been a, a part of women's football is, is the non-seriousness of it. And when, what I mean by that is, you know, it's too easy to miss to miss practice. Um, you know, it's too easy to miss a game. It's too uh, it's too easy not to show up when, when you're nicked up or, or this, that, and other. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about our team. I'm talking about all teams. I mean, you, you look at um, some of the teams that we played, 
they had a bigger roster than we did, and now they're unfolded. You know, Fayetteville had 22 on a lock-in roster and can't get enough to come and play a game, man. When your season is on the line, I mean, their coach told them their season is on the line, and they can't get enough to go play. That tells me right then and there that I've got to change my players because every year it's the same kind of deal. That tells me I've got to change my players because I'm going to tell you something. You know yourself that when we start getting new players, I ask you, hey, what you know? What's your job like? What you know? What's your uh, you know? What's your intentions? This, that, and other. And uh, uh, they, you know, I say, hey, I, I want to know because we go to we go to play. We need everybody. You know, I mean, you just look. We had what three quid after the debt lock in. We had we lost one for the season. First game, we lost one another day. That kind of stuff hurts you. And then when you have players that they're just halfway balled in and, and don't care, that not only hurts their team, that hurts every team. That hurts women's football in general. That hurts the guy in the stands the other day that was there that might want to be a sponsor for whoever's team he's there to watch. And that's the part about it that I can't stand. And then when you, you know, then, oh, we didn't come to you, but we want you to come to us. And then they want to make it a personal business because we, the the league uh, played by the rules, held their feet to the fire. They're no better than anybody else. They're no better than the five games we had to travel on the road. And nobody's no better than us to have to travel. And, Lick your wounds, take your uh, lick and whatever happens. You know, that's your news. That's what you sign up for when you sign up to play in a league. You sign a contract. You're signing up to play all of your games, not just your home games, all of your games. And that's a pet peeve of mine. That's the one thing I can say uh, about the Gators. I can say about the Prodigy. I can say about the Keystone Assault. And I can say about the Tri-City Thunder that every single one of those teams went and played every game that was on their schedule that they were supposed to play and did everything, win, lose, or draw. And that's why those four teams are playing in a championship this week. Or this day in July 13th, not this week. Right. And, that, and, like, you, and that, like you said, that's what separates it all right there. And it, which tells you a lot, like you said, about your players. If you're telling them, if you're building a team and your mission on the team, and I'm not saying I have been, like when I was in high school, my team, when we played basketball, we were sorry. We lost every game. We got a couple of play, uh, players from my sophomore year where we won some games and we took the high school team to uh, the playoffs. They haven't been there in like 15 years. Uh, it's all about the people that you have that's committed. If I if I'm building a team, my goal is to win at my games and to try to win a championship. I'm not saying I'm coming out here to just give people bodies on the field so and then get beat every game because that's what that that's not going to keep you motivated and keep you wanting to go. So if you're telling your team, hey, this is our game, our we're our backs against the wall if we don't play this game and no and and you still can't get nobody there, not even eight or just a, an amount of people to just to 
compete. I mean, like you said, that says a lot about your team. You got to let people go. You got to see why it's not working out and stop being okay with people just coming on a team and thinking they're running things. Like like you said, if, if you're going to be in something, you got to play by the rules. And you got to deal with the consequences. And that's every day. That's everyday life. If I go out here and I'm speeding, I got to deal with the consequences, maybe getting a speeding ticket. Maybe I might get one, maybe I'm not. But the day that I do, I can't complain. So it's just about being being committed, being dedicated. That starts from, I, I personally feel like it starts from the top to the bottom. Nobody is going to come into your household and disrespect your house unless you allow them to. And so I feel like some teams uh, need to stop trying to think about winning everything, but start trying to think about building a strong organization. Start there first. Even if you do win, lose every game, try to commit Try to commit the people that you lost all the games with last year and give them hope to come back next year and y'all recruit and reach out to other people and get that team and build from there. And it will go further. And so instead of just taking whoever you can just so you can be on the field and play to say you have a team and then you can't even comp- compete the whole season. I mean, like you said, it doesn't just hurt us. It hurts other teams. It hurts the people that's really dedicated too. I mean, we travel five games. That's not cheap. I mean, people had to take – We a lot of people, like, work. I know uh, Marshita on our team, every time we had a Saturday game, regardless if it was three, four hours away, she still had to come back home and be at work at 11 o'clock to work her shift. I mean, she did it this game, worked 11 o'clock shift and came in and played a whole game and then had to go back, back to work. I mean, it's just all about dedication and – Knowing when you're building your team, are we all on the same page? And when you see that you have somebody that's not on that page, regardless of how what they bring into the table, you gotta let them go. You gotta if if they're not on the same page, you just gotta let them go because they're just gonna rub off on somebody else, and you're gonna have a talented team and can't even do nothing with it. Yeah, you know, it all starts at the top of the at the top of the chain. It starts with the owners, and, you know, then the owners and the coaches have to have a good relationship, and they have to know what is expected. Hey, that owner, you know, they, they're putting these coaches in these positions. They have to know, here's what we expect, you know. And I, I talked to a woman earlier um, in the year that she owns a team right now, and she's on two or three teams, as a matter of fact. She owned two teams at one time. And, uh, you know, we were talking and and talking about new teams. And I told her uh, that a brand-new team, a brand-new team or a team restarting up after a year off or whatever with predominantly new players, your first and foremost goal, sure, you want to win. Nobody, Everybody wants to win. I think if anybody says they don't care if they win or not, they just will not take field, the court, whatever the case may be. But you first and foremost, you want to make sure you play all of your games. Now, for these organizations that uh, uh, well, for these organizations that that didn't these new organizations that played a game or two games or whatever and didn't take 
uh, or didn't play their games, you know, forfeited the rest of the season. How how are they going to rebuild for for next year? You know, I, I just want to know what could you possibly, what could be your selling point? First of all, to get in a league. Secondly, to get players to play. What could be your selling point? Oh well, uh, you know, you don't have any coaches that are set in stone. Uh, we played two or three games, then we had to forfeit. We had this, that, and other. I mean, you've got to be screening these players. Let me tell you something. When we first started a team, everybody was on me like you wouldn't believe because we went through, honestly, about, um, I'm going to say 200 girls and played all year with 14 or 15 because they weren't dedicated. I couldn't depend on them. Well, listen, if I can't depend on them, what, what do I have? I had 14 or 15 that I could depend on. That's what I have was 14 or 15. You only can depend on the ones that can show up on a regular basis, and that's what you build on. But when you just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you. Oh, man, I got 40 players. Well, the first time you turn around, 10 of them are gone. Next time, 10 of them are gone. You go to the game, and all of a sudden you don't have any. So you've got to have something set in stone that trickles from from the top to um to the bottom, from from the owners to the coaches, uh, on down to the players. And, and, you know, I've seen it so many times. And, uh, you know, you just got to do what is right for your team, for the league, and the other teams you play. I just feel like that a lot of these teams just don't respect the other teams uh, that they forfeit on. And that's just a bad Bad situation. It definitely is, we, uh, especially like I said, because when you're in a situation like that, and like they said, one apple can spoil the bunch. That's def- definitely true. When you got people on your team that want to play, you might have five or six people that you have that's actually really dedicated, that's being blinded or blocked by the five or ten people that you can't get can consistently come. It's going to just draw away the people that want to play uh, because they they like, hey, we want to play, but you're not getting people here. You're not pushing them to be here or nothing. And they're going to like, I guess I'm not saying this happened with the Cardinals, but that's the situation, I guess, with them, how their team is didn't come and they went to another team. I mean, people need to understand that people take this stuff serious. Like me, I take it serious. I mean, I did I did a whole complete change with my work schedule as in bidding for another position to get on day shift to make my availability better on the weekends because I knew if we didn't have practice, we had a game on the weekends. I mean, so I'm dedicated. So, yes, I would get frustrated if I was around people or owners or coaches who didn't have that same dedication as me. I mean, I remember uh, the man, I can't remember his name. You had him up here, and he was a guest. He took on a new coaching position, and he said him and his son drove two hours to practice. They live two hours away from where they practice. To me, to have a coach like that and was driving that far, and I knew he was doing this every week just to come to a, a, a practice because he wanted, because he believed in women's football would have had that would have been even more of a drive for me to want to show up and perform for this man. And I, and 
little things like that people don't see. Like and like and that's what I said, something from the top to the bottom. When people see different things happen at the top and showing how committed and that's how it was when I came on this team. I seen how committed and serious you was, how you didn't budge, how you said this is what I want, this is what I expect. And if you can't meet that, then, hey, we're going to, like, I expect you to be at practice. Practice is the most important thing. And you never budge from that. And we, and as a team, we couldn't do nothing but respect that. Everybody is held accountable. I don't care if you are the water boy or if you are a starter on a team. On the Tri-City Thunders, you are accountable for being at practice. Not only with the coaches. I mean, I, I hate to do it, but I'm like, hey, where you at? I'm not being in their business and like, oh, why was you at practice? But yeah, I am concerned because I'm like, we are a team. We we I can only get as better as the person I'm playing beside. So yeah, when you have an organization, especially, and I'm gonna speak for us because this is where I've been at as my as my first first year and experiencing everything. When you are held to a caliber and everybody is on that, I cannot fall short from that. I feel like as a Lady Thunders, all of us are held accountable. All of us are making sure we there at practice, making sure I know I have uh, – I missed, like, not – well, I just missed a practice before, but back in the day when towards the beginning of the season I missed the practice, I had players reach out to me, hey, are you okay? Is everything all right? You still part of the team? Like, that's that's what builds your team. And I know that the players that was reaching out to me and making sure I was still okay and was getting that from you and from Jen because that's the same momentum and the same approach that I got the first day I came in September when we had tryouts. That's the same. Hey, are you – coach? I remember Coach Wallace asked me two or three times, you're going to be back, right? You're going to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's the standard. That's the accountability. And I don't know about every, nobody else, but when I give somebody my word, I try to live up to that. And I feel like when you set that bar so high, you're either going to get people to leave that can't reach it because they just don't want to be their full potential. And honestly, if somebody doesn't want to give you your full potential, let them go. Maybe this isn't for them. But then you will also see the people that's willing to go that extra mile and push it to make you and build a championship organization. And I feel like that's the direction we are heading towards. I feel like that's the direction we have been as an organization this whole time. And every per and every person that came along, they either got on that bag wagon or they left. And I mean, and as you can see, I'm not gonna say it didn't hurt us, but we build from that and we just created more drive and we just stayed together and stayed whole. And that's why we're in a position that we are now. And on the 13th of July, Tri-City Thunders are playing in the championship game. Going walking in undefeated. It still it, – it brings chills almost like – I can cry right now how I'm going to feel if we can finish this season undefeated, champions. Like, that's something that – I mean, if you're an athlete, that's something that you've lived for your whole career, to be undefeated and a champion. I'm – I don't know about everybody else, but, I, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to get better, and I'm ready to, like, just to build and stay on the same mission that we've been on all year. Yeah, I agree, and I want to uh, tell you the coach, uh, uh, the coach for 
made that statement is going to be coaching uh, the blue side, which is the side the Thunder play on in the All-Star game, and Coach Mike from McKeith on the south. So Oh, right. See, yeah. that, uh, see? see yeah. he don't know how hard. I don't even know that, man. And he don't know yeah. how hard I'm going to dedicate myself in this well, game. Just he, because he, I know he, he, how he hard knows. he dedicated. He, he knows, no doubt. Well, Henderson, I want to congratulate you on making the All-Stars, uh, playing a good game on Saturday. I've got the man on hold and uh, another coach on hold, so uh, I'm going to get off here and get them, but Congratulations, and uh, I'll talk to you in a day or two, okay? All right. I appreciate you, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ma'am, thank you. All right. What about Harv? Is she there? Here. Hey, how are you I'm doing? Here. I'm good, Coach. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, tell me tell me how excited you are to be, uh, be, uh, be playing in these uh, tough, Ball games and a championship game and and all star game as well. I mean, honestly, just to be playing is more than I ever dreamed of. You know, pre- previous experience kind of left me riding the pine, but I, I, there's not enough words, honestly, because you know, coming into the season when you when you told me to come out and play and just come on, I had my reserves and I said, you know, no, 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 maybe I'll come and start merging in and get ready for next year, but you know, you you put you kind of put the boot to the butt and told me to come on and get out there, and then you know gave me a good shot. Even though the game got cut short, I come in in the fourth game and we won. And injuries that was against Detroit. Injuries caused them to have to you know kind of cut it off early. But you know I got four decent plays, and then I've started ever since. So it, it's a crazy roller coaster I've been on, and I'm loving every minute of it. Well, see players like. Anderson and Steph, they they don't they don't understand what it's like to uh, have been in the situation that you know you were in, and uh, we don't have to mention who it was. Just the approach, how much the approach is different from from where you were to to now, and the way you know just exactly what she said, accountability, and and the way the coaches reach out to the players, and the players reach out to the players, and and everything, just just that alone is is so much different. Exactly, exactly. Because I, I like I was I was telling Bobby, you know, he's he's been with me throughout the whole thing, and and I said I've talked more to this coach than I think I've talked to really any coach I've ever had. You know, even in high school, I mean, I was close to my track coach and close to my softball coaches. My dad even coached my little league teams, but. You know, to have somebody reach out and just say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And really listen to me and not just say, oh, you know, okay, cool, see you next time we see you. You know, you, you stay involved with everybody, and that's that's a lot a lot that gets everybody to come back is because it's not just, well, I didn't show up for practice because I had to work. It's, you know, coach knew I have to work and, and how important it is because he knows my family, he knows my lifestyle. You know, I mean, you, you guys pretty much kind of, dove into my family i've got two little kids and and you know they absolutely love you guys so you know it, it means a lot and it changes a lot and it also makes the players really want to come in because I, I know you know you've helped stephanie in, in a personal situation of trying to find a home and and things like that so it's it's amazing that you're that in touch with with us rather than just being our coach so thanks well 
you know, um, I mean, I've, I've always been, when, when I was playing sports and stuff, I always had coaches that, that were really involved, and they, um, I was raised rough. They basically took me home and from school, and, you know, I got a, I got a lot of um, discipline from those. Um, and, you know, you heard, if you heard Steph earlier talk about, you know, me sort of getting after and this, that, and other, you know what, it, that's just sometimes what it takes, and sometimes it's just not what we want to hear, you know what I mean? But it just takes that little bit, you know, now you got to know who you can, and, you know, that's part of being a good coach, and this, that, and others, knowing who you can get on and who you can't get on and blah, blah, blah. So there, there's there's certain ways, but what what I learned, and, and then when Jim first started playing and played for another team, you know, the coach was so distant from the players that it, it just literally, I couldn't believe it. You want to know the God's honest truth? I just couldn't believe it. I mean, she was there for yeah. like two practices before he ever showed up. And then she was there for another two or three practices before he even introduced himself, you know. And I was probably there with her um, at the time. I'd gotten sick, and I was there with her for about six weeks before this guy even acknowledged that I was there. You know, as soon as you came, the first uh, time I seen Bobby, I introduced myself to him. And, and this, that, that. I think that that is so important to, to have. Listen, we're not in high school. We're, we're not kids. I know some of these girls are young, but we're not kids. We're adults. We have to be involved in each other because we all need that support from each other. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. when, when your coaches are distant, how, how do you learn anything from them? How does he learn anything from you? I learn what you girls are, whether whether it's something that's good or bad or I agree with or I don't agree with or like or not, I learn about you girls and I learn about your strengths and I learn about your weaknesses because I get to know every single one of them. And to me, that's what it's about. And that's why I can relate to everybody on this team. And that's why I can say whatever I got to say to everybody on this team. And when you you know the difference because you played for some for a team that was almost like that. These girls have never had to experience that. Right, and and it is a big adjustment, even though it's an easy adjustment. Because you know, coming into practice, you're like, here, jump in, you know, go with the lineman. Here, go, you know, you. But first, the first thing you did was ask me, like, hey, what do you know? And to me, I know nothing. And so I was telling you how, you know, I didn't get hardly get to play and practice. I was pretty much a, like I told you today, I was pretty much a, you know, blocking dummy for the whole team. It's just whatever, whatever the starters were doing, that's what, you know, I was against them no matter what. And so any playing time I got, it was because somebody needed a rest or somebody got hurt or somebody, you know, they wanted to yell at somebody for not doing their job right. And I got to go in for a little bit, come back out. And while that made me feel pretty good that I got to go in, I real I sit back and look and I'm like, you know, this is really not this is really not working because this you know, even though you can kinda of consider this a rec league, I'm still having to pay to play here and I've paid a lot of money and I put a lot of time into it just to be kinda of looked at like, Oh hey, you're here you know, and that's pretty much what I felt. When I come to you guys, it's like you wanted to get to know me, Jennifer wanted to get to know me. First person I talked to was Stephanie 
and, you know, the bond is, is building. And even though I may not talk to every player all the time, I feel like we have that bond that if, you know, they needed to talk to me, they could come to me because I just try to be a positive person. We try to, you know, try to make sure we motivate each other. And that's, you know, that's really the, the glue that sticks us together is that we can actually say, hey, you did this wrong, so let's make it better the next time. And when that's happened on the field, it's like you missed your man, so get your get her the next time. And that helps. That helps a lot is being able to trust everybody and also being able to take criticism for everybody. Well, I'll tell you, I, I know this, and I, I mean, I, I didn't. When I when I played high school ball, the coaches, I mean, they 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 coached everybody, you know, and that's when I went to watch Denver play down there. I mean, they didn't coach everybody. I mean, they literally had players that they knew nothing about, that they knew nothing mm-hmm. of what they could do. This one girl, I heard them talk about, man, she looks like a great player. And then when they put – now, she's a rookie, and they just think that she's a rookie. They put her in the game, man, she don't know nothing. And I'm thinking, really? Yeah. She hasn't been taught anything. You know, she has the build. She has the frame. She has that ability to be a good player. But she's got to be taught what to do. She doesn't know anything. And they weren't willing to get it out of her. So if you don't give people a chance in practice and you don't give people a chance in games when you can get them in and you don't talk to them and you don't work with them, and, you know, I remember probably the second or third time I'd even talk to you, I was asking you if you knew what certain plays were, if they, you know, certain ways yep. they went, this, that, and other. I'm already yep. schooling you to, to get ready for what I, I've never even laid eyes on you at this point to, for a position, you know. And that, to me, that's just the way you do it. And, um, you know, that's why I, I tell you all the time we've taken several players from this same team and made players and all-stars out of them when – when they either got run off or pushed to the side, because we don't give up on people until they give up on themselves and quit. You know, that's just the bottom line. Um, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you girls. I'm going to, you know, tell you when you do bad. I'm going to tell you when you do good. I'm going to tell you when we need to work, um, what you need to work work on, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to get, you know, to get players on here to, uh, to talk and, you know, to be able to tell their stories and, like, you know, like Henderson and them, I mean, naturally they're excited. And, you know, people like Steph was sort of uh, last year in the middle of, you know, really wanting to play, not in a good situation to play, but not wanting to quit and just sort of half in. And, and you know what? She's sort of half played, you know what I'm saying? And, and now, yeah. she, like I said, she ain't missed the practice. Bought in. She's actually moved to the Tri Cities area. Uh, got her a better job, even uh, living up there, happier. And and look where she's at now. And to me, that that's a win situation for me, for her, for this team, for this organization, and for her to get out here and, and tell it. And you know, to to think, you know, I, I believe the day I told her that, you know, I sort of got after. I believe it really broke her heart, but. You know, sometimes you you just got to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Amanda, I appreciate you coming on here and talking. We'll get to to our topic next week. I got a Coach Brown on here from Detroit. I'm gonna get on, on here and see what he has to say. And uh, 
congratulations on uh, being on the team, uh, being a player, and and uh, going to uh, get to play in, in this all-star game. What an honor, and congratulations, and thank you. Thank you. It is a very, very much an honor. Thank you so much. Okay, I appreciate you coming on. All right, J.C., do we have Coach Brown there? What's up? Hello? How you doing? I'm doing good. This How is uh, LaRue Brown, the starting QB from Detroit Pride. Oh, I thought it was a coach. Okay. I didn't know. Well, I thought they said a coach. My bad. How's it going? Good. Uh, you know, I just kind of called in tonight to um, try to set the record straight. You know, Detroit Pride, we went through a lot this season. You know what I'm saying? Um, we started off pretty well, lost a few players, lost a few coaches, but we really lost the heart of our team and uh, Coach Twine. Um, I know, Coach, you know this because we came and played you guys in Tennessee, but our coach was uh, brutally murdered um, one night in March. Uh, literally had, like, left practice, had a good game, went out with some people, and his life was ended. And that kind of was, you know, a really low spot in our season, and we really were not able to fully recover from that. So... I know a lot has been said on the Internet and emails, but I truly commend all of my teammates and all of my coaches for trying to stick the season out because it was just, you know, after that, just disappointment after disappointment. And we're still, you know, definitely all grieving the loss. Um, They haven't found out any information about his murder, um, so we're definitely, you know, still filling, filling the void. But I know that uh, a lot of teams this season wanted to see us, and we definitely wanted to see y'all. It just, you know, wasn't in the cards this year. Yeah, I definitely know knew about it. Um, I mean, I talked to uh, uh, Rhonda um a little bit about it, and I mean, she didn't elaborate a lot. Just said that he'd he'd gotten killed, and and I didn't know I didn't know who he was, uh, you know, personally. I just knew him, you know, and and but you know, I can just honestly, I I can imagine, you know, how it would um, how it would devastate you, especially. I mean, you take somebody like me. Uh, I mean, you, if you've been listening to the show, you know what those girls think about me that play for me. Uh, even though I get after them, you know, time to time, uh, they know I'd do anything for them, and I have did a lot for all of them, and, and I know they'd do something for me. So I can only imagine, you know, what that's like, and especially if all you girls just really, you know, Put your heart and soul in, into this guy. I can only imagine. Um, and as far as you know, the talk and stuff on the internet, I, I don't know. I don't do all that stuff, and I don't buy into it. Um, I, I I really hope that you know that. I'd hope that when y'all come down there to us, that we you know the things could got turned around, and uh, you know we could 
finish out the season with, you know, y'all on a strong, strong note. And, um, and you know what? Maybe things, you know, by um, you girls getting to come and play an all-star game, maybe that's something that, you know, we can all build on for, for the Detroit Pride for, you know, next year. Um, but, so, listen, things things happen, and, and, and it's hard to uh, get off the – uh, mass from from those things, you know, and um, even though I've talked to some of y'all's coaches at several different times, you know, I've contacted them several times. Uh, so I, I do understand. Trust me, I, I understand perfectly. Um, I know as far as as the players go, you probably don't know a, a, everything that happens on the business side of it. Um, and that that's a bad thing as well. But uh, I, hey, I I hate it for all of y'all. I just like the two coaches I talked to, and one of them I talked to uh, several times. And you know, I I really hate it for for the coaches and the players because I want to see every team grow and every team uh, be you know have a full roster and play all their games. Yep. So I definitely commend, you know, the players that try to stick around for the duration of the season. Like, they are some true diehards. And even, you know, people who left who just, you know, couldn't take it anymore. Like, um, you know, everybody is special. And when we tried to start this thing, um, we definitely had a vision. And unfortunately, that wasn't meant to be, but I hope that, you know, if they're out there listening, that they won't give up on football because they definitely have heart and definitely have a lot of pride. So can't wait to see the next time they're on the field. Right. Well, you know what, I'm I'm going to give, and you're a player, and I don't, um, you know, I'm not directing this to you by no means, but I'm going to give uh, some advice to to the whole organization that that I would give that I did give to an organization that actually folded a long time ago, and I don't know anything really about the way that organization is run. And I want you to know that I did, like I said, I just knew who the coach was, and I'd only met him a time or two. But here, here's the here's my my thing. The the year I started this team that we have now. We set out a year, and we recruited for, I mean, we started in April and went all the way for a full year before we got to play our first game. And we went through, I'm telling you, 200 players to wind up with 14 or 15. But we started in plenty of time so that when when it came time, to, to join the league, when it came time to play, we were ready to play. You know, I think so many of these teams try to wait to the last minute to get all these girls together or find out about these girls, and then so many of them can't make them because I understand they have to work. Man, all my girls have to work. But when we build schedules, they get these schedules so they'll fit in their work day. But from the business side of it, these teams have to do what is right for the team and for you girls. And that's where a lot of this stuff goes sour 
is you can't wait till the last minute. Yep, I totally agree. You know, business comes first. Yeah, so that's you know I I hope that you know I hope that um, that y'all get it together. I mean, you got a lot of really good players, and uh, they the they've had some good players over the. Um, over the years, I don't know if this is your first time playing with them or or what, but um, I'm I'm hoping they uh, get it together and and get straightened out because I I want to see all these teams succeed. But you know, at some point that you know if if the teams and and not just the owners and the coaches, but the players and and everybody, you know, they have to get together. They have to be one. You have to trust. Everybody that you're in in that with, you know, and yeah. and that's where a lot of it just doesn't uh, really get, um, I don't know, get all worked out. I should say. Yeah, I mean, it's my second year playing. I played with Detroit Pride last year as well, um, and you know, it's definitely feeling bad for uh, the rookies because they just didn't get to experience, you know, the good side of playing on a team and, you know, actually, you know, hitting the field. So I hope my rookies are, you know, reflecting on this season and will come back to the field, you know, next year. Are you coming to play in the All-Star game? I was selected in the All-Star game. I got to check with the work schedule to see if I'm coming oh. to, down to play. Well, but I was you have the four seeds. I, I hope you get to. I hope you get to make it. That's a uh, that's a really special opportunity to to play with with other uh, girls from other teams and uh, get to know a lot of these girls. And you know, you take four four teams and combine one to go get four other teams that combine to get one. And uh, it's it's really a great opportunity. So I I hope you get to play. Yeah, I appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you calling in. You call in any time, and uh, we'll we'll talk about some football anytime you want. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, you bet. Thank you. Uh, All right, folks. Well, uh, we're just a little bit over time. Um, I do want to thank her for calling in. Um, they did have a bad situation happen at Detroit, and you know, like she said, they just never got off the map from it, and and. You can imagine, uh, you know, a coach brutally murdered and nobody really knows what happened. And uh, he seemed to be the glue that, that held them all together. So I, I can just only imagine what what happens, uh, what could happen in a situation like that. My sympathy goes out, like I said, all along for the players. That's who I all along felt bad for was the players. But... Uh, Maybe they'll get it together. I hope they get to come to an all-star game and uh, they uh, uh, see what happens. Um, I guess if if anybody is out there want to talk about this, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre weekend a little bit, or we can uh, have it next week, continue on next week. I didn't uh, think I'd have that many guests calling in, but um, it was a it was a good show. Everybody's geared up about football and, and I am too. Uh but um I, I know I, I know who I got my choice 
between Aaron Rodgers and, and Brett Favre, and, uh, and I like the Packers. They're, you know, the oldest organization, I guess, or one of the oldest organizations. And, and uh, uh, you know, Vince Lombardi, who wouldn't like him and, and everything he stood for, I well, I'd say a lot of people might not, but, but I sure did. Um, you know, to me right now, if, if you ask me, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the game. Um, I, now, look, I don't know. They, you know, everybody says he's hard to get along with, hard to deal with. I don't have no idea. But by his play on the field, that guy's unbelievable the way he extends plays. And things he does is, is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, so I've seen Brett Favre do a lot of, Unbelievable things as well. He threw too many interceptions uh, for me. I know he's, you know, one of them, uh, one of them kind of guys. He's gonna fit it in there, or he's, uh, you know, going to score. He's gonna throw an interception. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of, of Brett Favre, but uh, the guy, the guy was good. He could play. I loved it that he come from down there in uh, Mississippi. You know, when you first hear him, when the Falcons. Uh, drafted him. I mean, Jerry Glamble and everybody else, they sort of made fun of him. You know, they called him country and, and all this, and then they traded him to, to Green Bay, and, and now, you know, I believe they had Jeff George at the time, I believe was the quarterback uh, they had at the time, and then uh, maybe, not sure, but, uh, you know, that that guy, that guy was really good. He just, I just wasn't a huge fan of him, but, um, and I Look, I don't know Aaron Rodgers' uh, you know story to to sit here and say, oh, I know Aaron Rodgers really well or anything else. I just know that you know they say he's he's hard to coach. Maybe he is, maybe he ain't. But I can tell you one thing: that guy's really good. I'll say that he uh, he didn't he didn't pull it off this year. But I've seen him win some games that you know was just unbelievable and and. Uh, Fit that ball in places that I just never dreamed he could on the run, one foot, you know, unorthodox, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm uh, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers uh, myself. I know a lot of people, you know, might go with Brett Favre. I believe they got what one Super Bowl each amongst them. I don't think Brett got two. I think he might have lost one. Um, so I'm I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, he, you know, as a matter of fact, well, I might, you know, if I was starting a, a team, I might have to talk to him to see if he's that person they say he is. But uh, if if not, if his attitude's uh, good, he he's probably the quarterback that I start my team with right now at this point. And you know, just by what he can do with the ball. Now, a lot of that is when you, you know, I had somebody on here and we went back and talked about, um, you know, these quarterbacks. You know, that's one thing Tom Brady's been so good. He, he took salary cuts and they rearranged his salary and, and all that to keep players and to sign other players. A lot of these guys won't do it. You know, a lot of them say, hey, you're going to pay me this or that. Well, you know what, you better be doing it because the people you got to do it with are not near as good as what they could be if you'd adjust that salary. So, um, 
I don't I don't know. I just know if I'm going if I gotta pick Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre today or how good are those careers, I'm I'm still choosing Aaron Rodgers. I think he's I think he's a lot better uh quarterback than than Brett Favre. But now Favre's got the numbers, no no doubt about it. I mean you, you know, that's why I like to debate that stuff because you look at all the numbers and stuff, Favre's got But uh, I'm just talking about the way they play and the things they can do. And, you know, the whole time Aaron Rodgers seems like he's been there, they've never really had a good running back. They've had a couple good receivers here and there, but they've just – the defense has just been okay. And the defense here lately hasn't even been okay. And uh, he just seems to continue – uh, to to get it done. So for me, that I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. And like I said, next week uh, we can continue to talk and uh, um, probably have more time to this week. These girls are excited about playing and uh, and all that. And uh, uh, you know about the All Star game. And hey, I, I appreciate the girl calling in to uh, tell her story about the Detroit team. I know we tried several times to work with them and give them several opportunities. And, uh, you know, like she said, they just seemed to couldn't get off the mat, couldn't get it together. And, uh, it's really tough. Like I say, man, you never know until you have to be that person uh, to, to uh, you know, be in a situation like that. We can all say, oh, well, I'd do this or I'd do that. Well, we don't know. What we do if we're not in that situation? So uh, it's tough. I'm, like I said, I know uh, how not only uh, was you know just your family feel uh, about it, but you know how how our football family would feel if you know something happened happened to me, and uh, I don't even uh, you know you just you just get to know these girls. And, they depend on you so much and everything like that. It's, it's so tough to, to, when that happens. So really close to them. It's just so hard to ever get get back on track. And I can really relate to what she's talking about. I, I really hate it. I hate it for her and those players because it's something, you know, they, they like to do to play. And something like that happens. Seems like it just, man, it just takes all the wind out of your sail. So, but I guess we don't have anybody else uh, on there, JC. I guess uh, we'll close out the show and uh, um, continue this conversation and maybe some more stuff. Maybe I can have a, a coach or two on next week and uh, uh, see how that goes and get ready for, for July the 13th, 14th. So, uh, Till then, folks, I appreciate you listening. Appreciate all my callers calling in and uh, uh, Jennifer for giving us all them all-stars because uh, I sure couldn't keep them straight. So till next week, I'll talk to you then. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.